to Beyond Dragondom from wherever you are listening to today. The weekly episode channel for fantasy adventure stories. My name is Leslie. I am the author, the creator, and the narrator of Tales from Dragondom and Beyond and Aisha's Adventures Through Quantum Time and Space. Aisha, Portal to Dragondom, is the first in the series. I hope you enjoy the episodes as much as I enjoy writing them. If you are listening to me on my YouTube or podcast platforms and would like to leave a like or would like to know automatically when the next weekly episode is live, I understand you can do this by pressing the follow. Shall we join Aisha now and her friends in her adventures in Dragondom and beyond? Aisha, Portal to Dragondom, Episode 2 No Going Back Standing up suddenly, she turned to me, then looked past me in the direction her dragon had left earlier. Come, it is time we went back into Dragondom. It is time for you to meet, in person, those who have waited for you for so long, as much as we have. But I started to speak. Then I heard a voice in my head that I knew well, telling me to do as I was bidden. A voice no one refuses. So I simply stood and followed Milana over in the direction in which the Emerald Dragon had gone. We found her basking in an area where the sun's rays were streaming down. She looked so much better than when we had left her. She heard or sensed us approaching and raised her massive head to watch us. Ah! It is time to go home, methinks, and let our kinfolk know that the prophecy is now going to come into the next stage after all of this waiting. She sighed and stood up. Now, what are we going to do about our heroine's clothes? She can't appear like that. I looked down in horror and realised I was still in my bathrobe that I had put over my jeans and T-shirt after washing my hair. Oh, how embarrassing. I had been in such a hurry. I had not done the correct thing and dressed first. But then I wasn't expecting to do more than answer the call and go back home. They both looked at me. I could see the humour in their eyes and hear it in their mind. Satina. We'll have some clothes that will fit her when we get to the castle, Milana managed to say through her giggles. Mm, said the Emerald Dragon, who looked as though she was contemplated saying something else. I waited. How good are you? Or can you? Shapeshift. Why hadn't I thought of that before? Not bad. What would be best for this journey? Remember, I do not know where or how we are going. I could go bird or animal within reason. They looked at each other. Maybe they were talking and hiding their thoughts. Well, 
if you go bird, then you can hop on me with Milana, and I will do the work. Let us see. It will be getting dark when we arrive at the outpost, so how about an owl? I smiled. At least she had not suggested something too small. I hate it small. I heard her laugh. She had picked up on my thought. So I calmed my mind, took a few deep breaths, and started to visualise a beautiful snow owl. If I had to go bird, I might as well do this in style and show my new friends I could. I knew more than anything I had to believe and to visualise fully what I intended to become. Always before, I had not been in my physical being when doing this. I had always been in the astral, travelling physically in other dimensions. I was not really sure if I had or had not been able to travelling with little one. It had never been something I had done. Again, I centred myself. I could do this. Deep down, I knew I could. As always, the melding started slowly, then quickly completed. I always knew when, because first my head allowed me to see nearly 360 degrees around me. Then there was the customary itch I got from feathers. I shook myself, fluffed out my feathers, and homed my wide-eyed gaze directly into the eyes of the dragon. I had done it. Mm, very nice, she said in a playful tone. Come on, hop onto Milana's gloved hand. No digging your talons in too deeply, and let's get going. I waited until she had mounted herself on her dragon's back, and then did as I was bidden, making a great effort not to grip too tight, but tight enough so that I would not fall off as we left the ground. I had no sooner settled, and we were airborne, flying directly towards the waterfall. For a second, I was too stunned to do anything but look at where we were heading. Then we were through. No soaked feathers. No wet bird floating in the boiling water churning around the pond below. No, we were flying in clear, dry air. Far below I could see valleys and hills. There were also forests and open land. The waterfall had been an illusion to keep the portal unseen. I felt my little heart pounding in my chest as if it was a caged animal fighting for its freedom. Obviously, the princess, Milana, must have understood as she raised her free hand and gently stroked my feathered head as my heart rate returned to a more normal speed for an owl, I started to look around me at this beautiful sight. The sun was going down. Well, I presumed it was, or I would not have been asked to turn into an owl. But the air was full of wondrous sounds. I could hear for miles and see just as far. There were dragons on the wing, flying free. I could hear all sorts of voices. 
higher frequencies than normal voices, human voices. Many of these were animals and birds, but also there were others which I knew, yet couldn't put my finger onto their species. I allowed my mind, my owl mind, to open and just let them flow in. This gave me flashes, flashing images, the groups from which each came. I picked up now flashing images of creatures I had only seen in children's fairy stories, of fairies and pixies, of unicorns and sprites, but there was also others, much below the normal human audio frequency. Beyond the bears and other animals, I now noted griffin and centaur, water creatures of vast size that I did not know, yet again were familiar in some part of my mind. I fluffed my feathers slightly as a cool breeze caught me. Now, once more back in the now of the time, I looked around and allowed myself to soak in the things closer in as we flew effortlessly through the sky. The land looked lush and green. The field mice and other small animals were fat and well-fed. Oh, I sure! Stop that thought before it starts. You don't know the laws or manners here. Etiquette. Remember the law for a micron of time. The me that was human struggled to overcome the owl mind. I turned my attention to the sky and filtered out the delicious sounds from far below as we flew on into the glowing twilight. I looked at the triple moons that were growing in light. They each had a slightly different colouring and hue to them. One was almost a silky cream, the larger one a light orange, and the smallest seemed to be a rich magenta. This was like no place I had been before. I let my mind disconnect again and could feel the peace and tranquillity that seeped through all that was. I started and fluffed up my feathers as we landed, and I was suddenly brought back to the now. We were in an enclosed garden courtyard, all around the tall granite-like construction towered. It looked as if it must be six or seven floors high, each with a covered pillared balcony overlooking the space in which we had landed. To one end, even above all of this, I could make out the buttresses of a large tower. The window spaces were enormous, and all were filled with bright light. My attention was drawn back as I heard Milana call out to her friend she had spoken of, Sartina. Are we waiting? Yes. She got down from the back of her dragon, and as she slid down, she cupped her hand around me to stop me from falling and having to grab on too tight or fly. It's okay, she whispered. I think you had better stay bird till we get somewhere private. I may not be able to shapeshift myself, but I do know that it can be a bit enlightening, shall we say when you return to humanoid form 
with no clothes on. She had a point. I had not intended of doing so anyway. Like this, I could get away with being quiet during this reunion. I hopped off her arm and flapped my wings, just enough to land me on the low branches of a nearby apple tree. Milana? Is that really you? Oh, by Zorgan! They hugged each other tightly, and both were crying in sheer joy at being reunited. Then Sartina let go of her friend and ran the few steps to the Emerald Dragon and did the same. I could hear her laughing as she apologised for the lack of proper protocol, but she was just so happy to see them both back, safe and well. Then came the how, the why, the when, what happened. The Emerald Dragon suggested we go inside. And not forget me, she was going to fly back to her clan and let them know that she was free and safe if they didn't already know that. I hope you enjoyed this latest episode from Aisha, Portal to Dragondom. Join me in future episodes as Aisha first learns who she really is and learns the skills that she will need and be with her when she faces the darkling, the evil that is sent to disrupt the world in which she lives. As her adventure in Dragondom and learning from the masters of the Elvin Warriors just what she really is, all unfold. Thank you for listening. And if you would like to, I would appreciate it if you press the like button or follow. For now, I wish you goodbye. Thank you.